Hi there, you're listening to the Can Geek Podcast. We've got a very special little uh, uh, interview here to do today. I'm sitting down here on the front steps of the State Library in Melbourne uh, with Rebecca Clements, who is a Melbourne cartoonist and illustrator. Hello. If I can just talk about other comics for a second. Um, yeah. I found your comic through um, Dinosaur Comics. Ah, awesome, yeah. Uh, and there's another comic that you link on yours that I already read, which is Tasha's comic, which is a Double Fine comic. It's one of the animators who does her own webcomic there. Mm-hmm. So if listeners are familiar with either of those, uh, imagine kind of the, the philosophy of Dinosaur Comics with the kind of personal nature of Tasha's comic. Well, let's let's start talking about your webcomic. You've got a, a number of webcomics which are all available on KinkoFry.com. Kinoko uh, except, Fry. Sorry, Kinoko. Yeah, everybody makes that mistake. Oh, Kinoko. Yeah, it's like okay. it's like this, the second O is just kind of it, like there's a blockage in people's brains. Kinoko. <laughs> I, largely, right. I largely blame uh, Kinkos in America. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking, actually. So just for people uh, listening, that's K-I-N-O-K-O-F-R-Y. Yep. Dot com. Don't worry, um, everybody does it. I've actually registered KinkoFry.com as well for all yeah. of the people that are going to type that in. So you've got a number of comics there. Yeah. What have we got? We've got um, Kinko Fry itself, Secret Kinoko Mystery. Kinoko Fry. Kinoko, damn it. <laughs> We've got Kinoko. Is that a Japanese word? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a meaningless word. Like, Kinoko itself means mushroom yeah. um, and, you know, fry. There's there's no real meaning in it. Um, okay. It's just kind of a... But there are mushrooms in the comic. Yeah, but but that was kind of incidental. I actually co- I named the comic before there were ever any mushroom comi- oh. uh, characters in it. Um, Back when it was just sort of, you know, random comics that I did. So, yeah. So, there's Kinoko Fry. uh, There's Secret Mystery Diary, which is kind of a diary comic. Um, There's The Donation Project, which is a comic where I sort of highlight a thing that I want to donate a small amount of money to, just to talk about whatever that project is and uh, encourage, you know, support. And the fact that, that, you know, it, it can be done with a very small amount of money. You know, you don't have to... You don't have to like be donating hundreds of dollars to things to make a difference, and uh, and the last comic is Beck, which uh, for anybody who knows TED.com, T-E-D.com, it's kind of like my personal mini version of that, which um, which I think is a really exciting project. Yeah, and just to explain, TED being um, uh, TED is a series of panels which is run. Um, over in America, it's it's very elite. It's the best of the best, um, scientific and technical and environmental and, and all those kind of very smart people get together. And it's a very elite um, group of people. And it's invite only to be both an attendee and a presenter. Uh, except the cool flip side of that is that all of the TED talks are available online. Yeah, so while yeah. going to the space is is very, uh, you have to be invited. Anyone can access the talks. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, it's it's just wonderful. Mm. Like when I when I discovered Ted, and I think most people who discover Ted have the same experience. It just kind of changes your life. Mm. You know, you you what you can watch one of these twenty minute videos and and be completely motivated and inspired by all sorts of things. Mm. It's so, uh, the connection to Beck. There is that. Uh, they're all about sharing ideas and mm. promoting ideas and hopefully changing the way you think. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. And, and it does seem to have, um, like, had a, had a really good positive effect on a, a lot of people so far, even though it's, it's fairly, you know, it's still in the in baby stages. Um, mm. I've gotten so many positive comments from people saying, you know, oh, my God, this has really inspired me to, you know, to change my life or to, to start thinking about the environment or something like that. And mm. oh, I love that so much. Yeah, which is funny that you've got a separate comic for that because um, that kind of philanthropic nature uh, is throughout all of your comics, pretty much. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that that comes across. Yeah, like I've got some examples here. Just 
just these ideas here you've got things like um, n- not buying new clothes only just going to the um, was it just op shop where do you get your clothes oh, from nowadays uh, uh, almost entirely op shop I yeah. mean I find that, that that's enough um, like I've given myself the allowance that it could be um, I don't know environmentally friendly clothing that's right environmentally yeah. friendly or, or an op shop yeah, yeah but I haven't really needed to delve into that much like mm. I, I get just about everything that I ever buy from op shops mm. and I'm buying actually more clothing than I ever have yeah and just just these other ideas are great, like things like um, reusing tea bags, and then like a few comics later, you're like, you know, well, forget reusing tea bags, just go for tea leaves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that, and and that's kind of the thing that I want to encourage with Beck is that it's not it's not as if there's one single path, yeah. you know, to to doing the right thing. Everybody. Everybody has different circumstances. Everybody is at different levels and and whatnot. And I want to say, like, look, just have a look for the things that you can do in your life and that you feel comfortable with doing. The important thing is not not really, like, specific changes that you're making. It's the philosophy behind it. It's the fact that you try to make changes and that you keep trying to make changes and finding new things, mm-hmm. you know? And just to illustrate for listeners, uh, one of the really appealing things about this comic is that it's not just uh, an explicit thing of, hey, why don't you do this? Why are you um, going to Kmart to buy your clothes? all the ideas are illustrated in very visual ways and in very creative ways. Like you talk about how um, with reusing tea bags, you talk about how they'll replenish you'll replenish the species, and you have an image <laughs> of this field of um, anthropomorphic tea bags, you know, running through a meadow. Yeah, it's, it's all very whimsical like that, and. Um, uh, th- things like talking about how with op shop clothes you think about the history behind that and you've got a striped shirt that's got a little mouth on it saying I used to belong to a pirate <laughs> it's this wonderful whimsy that makes um, uh, accepting these ideas very easy yeah yeah that, that's basically it you know it's got to be fun <laughs> so I'm really curious like where does your your strong ethics come from like did you watch Captain Planet or <laughs> I did I did and that, that's I mean I, I don't know that's probably a part of it um, I like I belong to a generation you know that uh, you know yeah I belong to that generation that grew up with Captain Planet and like the you know those early ideas that we had in the 80s of um, at least in the public sphere of uh, you know starting to realise that we do have to think about the environment and everything like that and I guess throughout my life, obviously, obviously, this is becoming a stronger and a stronger issue, mm. and we're learning more about it. And I've, I, I guess, I've just been kind of open to that, and um, and I realise that it is really important. I make sure that um, I make sure that I read a lot and that I try to learn a lot about life and other people's lives and mm. things like that. And when I don't know when you when you do that, you can't you kind of can't help but be concerned about this stuff. And I have the kind of personality that really wants to help the problem, you know, that really wants to help solve the problem and and do what I can about it rather than just sort of being concerned but feeling kind of... You can't just sort of, like, preach at people and say, oh, you should do this just because you should, you know? Um... Because, because why would somebody do that? You yeah. know, why would, like, why would people listen to that? Was there a single moment where you went from being just someone who's concerned to someone who's um, actively just trying to change no, their no, little no, no, habits? No. Absolutely not. Like, it's been, it's been kind of an iteration, you know, yeah. throughout the years. Like, me making all of these changes to my life. And, you know, like, I make changes and then I realize that, oh, that's, that's not quite the way I want to go. I, you know, I sort of 
dip in and out of things and experiment with things. But, but what this has meant for me in the last few years is that I have become so much happier than I used to be and so much, um, I don't know, like I've, I've become a much more honest person. I've become a much healthier person physically and mentally. I'm a nicer person. Um, I have much stronger friendships and relationships. I find that, I don't know, I find that life is just so much so much fuller so much so much more energizing and and wonderful this way you know so so like it's because i've learned all of this stuff that i i i want to pass it on you know i want to say hey look it's it's really awesome it's really awesome you guys come on it's great it's kind of the carl sagan approach isn't it yeah, it's just like yes. look at this this is awesome i know yeah exactly exactly and and that really is the best way because that's you know it's so natural it's so organic like mm. Like this, it's it's not like you're trying to sell somebody something um, in a sort of a devious way, mm. you know. Ha ha ha! I got them to to buy this shit, but it, it really is shit. What you're, it's just honesty. It's just saying, look, this is what excites me in life. This is what, you know, this is what I get up for in the morning, and I feel great about it. You mm. know, like I want you to have that too. You know, this exists. Cool, that's excellent. <laughs> I, I suppose. Um just uh, the example would be uh, like when we brought in water restrictions you kind of realize that oh hey i don't need a half an hour shower i need you know three minutes to yeah, have a shower yeah, yeah. and all of a sudden you've got 27 extra minutes at the start of your day yeah yeah it's, it's all stuff like this you know like and and this this has been a very strong theme throughout my life and i think a big part of it has come from you know, not that I'm some kind of amazing traveller that's been all over the world or anything. But, but you've been to Japan. But I, but I did go and, like, live in Japan for a long time. And that was a huge culture shock. It was mm. not only Japan, but, like, I went immediately from being in a pretty comfy comfy yeah. sort of long-term relationship. Oh, sort so of, just, just to explain, um, you're, you're white, you're Australian? Born, oh, yeah, I guess? Yep. yeah, Australian. Yep. Yeah, I was always in Australia. Um, yeah, and I, I sort of left this very comfy life that I sort of, I don't know, just thought I would have... For the rest of my life, more or less, and and yeah, went to this whole other country, whole other culture. Lived in a tiny little village full of old ladies, and they spoke a language that, even though I'd studied it for four years, I couldn't understand. And you know, it was horrible and heart wrenching, and mm. and all kinds of difficult things. Um, and and I came through them and discovered that actually it was really exciting and fantastic, and that. You know, that, and that the best things in life come from experiencing new things and going through these difficulties, so that so that you can truly appreciate, you know, what's what's great and what's exciting and new things and new experiences. And I mean, I'm kind of going all over the place here. It's a difficult thing to describe in no, words. No, it you know? makes sense. Hopefully, it makes sense to people who hasn't read the comic. <laughs> but um, let's talk a little bit about your art. I was very mm-hmm. surprised that uh, you said you didn't actually study art. Uh, because your art is 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 very good. It's 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 very um uh, it's got a very loose style, but it still feels grounded in anatomy and and, and realism. Oh, thank you. Um, but maybe it also makes sense because a lot of your compositions break um, a lot of traditional. You know, it's not it's not standard composition. It's mm. kind of you look at that. It's like I didn't even realize you could do something <laughs> like that. Like I'm, like I love this panel here. Um, this is from. Uh, I'll, I'll explain this for listeners. Okay, this is part of the saga where you uh, 
we we stopped buying clothes from from department stores except you had to go and get stockings mm-hmm. and so you've drawn um the department store as a giant building with like uh it's completely symmetrical uh with with the stairways crossing back and forth in this pattern and it's this giant overwhelmingly tall building and the signage is is huge the signage takes up a third of the store and instead of having you know and you've got the speech bubbles either side of the building like the layout's really weird like you're zigzagging across the page to read it like is this something you just do or did you kind of intentionally subvert um traditional comic style I suppose I mean there's a large there's a lot of there's a lot of um intention in what I do like that's partly why sometimes comics take me so long because I just you know stare at the page for ages and I Mm. like the idea of just going and I don't have a problem with this you know like when people do this I think it's totally fine but um yeah it's just not very fun for me to do panel to panel most of the time Mm. I just get bored um and because I think of myself as much an illustrator as a cartoonist um you know, a lot of the time when I'm doing, like, a comic, uh, obviously there's a strong part of me that, that is just thinking of the page as an illustration as well. And so and so I want to combine a lot of the same skills, you know, uh, in, in that page of... Com- like, make that page of comic an illustration in itself while also trying to... And I do struggle with this, trying to, um, you know, apply all of the important aspects of cartooning as well, you know, like like the natural way that the reader's eyes follow, mm. go down the page, etc., etc. Yeah. But yeah, like, I, I just, I really want to make these things interesting. Yeah, I, well, actually, that's a good point, is that it's an unconventional layout, but the layout still works. Like, you've got another one where you're talking about how you, how you encourage people to consider riding their bike to work or wherever, oh, yeah. and you've got the bike spiralling down through this, you know, three-metre comic, mm. um, and the path of the bike follows the speech bubbles so you follow the image and you follow each of the text boxes mm-hmm. like how do you approach laying you know when you start to do a comic how do you rough out your layouts i think and i think and i think and i think and i think about an idea until until i find the one particular aspect of that idea that excites me uh, when i was thinking about the biking comic i mean I, like i ride a bike myself so i you know i was really looking forward to doing this comic and what i really wanted to do was convey convey the feeling of that I get when I ride my bike you know how fun it is like it's great I don't want to tell you to ride your bike because you know because you shouldn't be in a car or anything like that I just want to I just want to sort of convey to people it's fun I love it it's great you know I know that feeling and so I was thinking about that feeling and how nice it is to kind of burst out of your house and go down the street and it's all pleasant and nice and you know uh yeah so I just sort of I just kind of thought about that burst, you know, at the start of the comic and then following the bike, following the journey of the bike. And naturally, of course, because most of my pages are very vertical comics, it just kind of goes down. Hmm. It's, it's hard to do a comic about things going up. So where did the idea to create a diary come from? Because Oh, because I love yeah. talking about myself. Ah. <laughs> and um, that's why you agreed to come on the show. Well, be- before, when I was only doing Kinoko Fry... Um, I mean, anybody, I suppose, that's been following it for a while knows that I was always doing other comics in it anyway. Yeah. And I quite like that. I quite like that people people know not to just expect the same thing from me all of the time. And I just found that I was doing a lot of diary comics anyway, um, which I think is the most natural thing. You know, like, as a, as a cartoonist, you can't help but think about events in your life as comics. Um, and, of course, it's... 
you know, it's um, it's writing. It's it's just very natural writing. You're writing what what you're experiencing, what life is for you. Um, and yeah, I'm really egotistical. So so yeah, I like drawing myself. Um, I like I like the little character, you know, that I've kind of made for myself. It's it's fun to draw, you know. It's a very cool character. It's um. <laughs> You're, you're mostly eyes. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You rarely have like a nose or a mouth. It's mostly just giant no. eyes with a bit of, with a fop of hair on top. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, like and the eyes. Sometimes the eyes even a real. body. Sometimes the neck just kind of stretches off out outside the frame. Mm-mm. Just a head and eyes floating in space. Yeah. And I mean, of course, like most things, these are things that, like aspects that I've picked up from all kinds of other people's comics mm. where I've like, like what... <laughs> What my experience is mostly for me is looking at other people's comics and going, oh, my God, I didn't realize you could do that. Ah, you yeah, know. that was my um, reaction. Yeah, and it's, it's amazing when somebody says that they've had that about my stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, I like the idea that... Because uh, I just get bored drawing the same thing. I can't yeah. be a person that draws the same shapes all of the time. It's just boring for me. I, I just have no fun doing comics. So... I like the idea that this character is something that I can put in all kinds of different shapes and just make expressive, you know? Yeah, like um, in one great sequence, you're talking to a cat and you turn into a boat and then you're a rocket in the yeah. next panel <laughs> and then comic- you're a duck in the next panel. <laughs> that comic was kind of just going on and on. And I, I really wanted to do it, but, I mean, yeah, I was kind of getting... I would have been bored if I had kept it the same way that it was at the beginning. So I just... I. That I just wanted to draw these things. <laughs> it's um, fun. <laughs> you know, like, that was a comic that was very much about the ideas. And I didn't need uh, what, what was happening visually to be, to be connected to, to the writing. So I just had fun with it, you know. Yeah. And yet you did make it connect. Because I, <laughs> I love that moment where, because you're talking to a cat that's also transforming with every panel. <laughs> and then as you're going on your, your, your big spiel the cat starts to question its own existence and say, yeah. oh, am I just here to support um, your tirade? And he's like, no, no imaginary cat. We are friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, yeah, I thought that was fun. <laughs> but you mentioned something very cool there. It's like, could you ever imagine, like, Garfield, which looks like they... It looks like the guys drew, um, you know, ten or so Garfields and reuses them. Yeah, uh, It's just of kind of wonderful to discover a comic like this where it's like, oh, hey, you know what? You don't always have to draw Garfield on no. model. Garfield could look like an actual cat. Exactly. You know, maybe, maybe John could get angry for once or maybe his, you know, his mouth could disappear and you, just have giant eyes. You could absolutely do this with Garfield comics. We all know what a Garfield comic is. We yeah. all know who Garfield is. So why do you need to draw him like that every time mm. you Garfield could be a cake in one panel Garfield could be a bike in another one we'd know yeah. it was Garfield we'd know essentially it's a cat mm. you know that's just it it's sort of it's sort of like keeping the essential the the parts of the comic that are essential and playing around with the other things mm. to you know for for the sake of experience for the sake of sort of being being a bit surprising you yeah know? um what about your coloring method like it is a very beautiful colouring, very bright colours. What is that? Is that watercolour or a mix of mediums? Uh, um, probably what you're talking about. Like, m- most of the... Half of the comics I do these days are digital. Mm. So that's just, you know, that's just uh, on the computer. Um, and the other half, like, largely the Beck comics and a lot of the diary comics, um, I use a very small number of Copic markers, um, which are great because they're not very precise, so you're you're just very loose with them and I'm very comfortable with them. And what I do for each comic is I pick two sort of at most three colours and I just 
you know, try to mix them in a way to kind of make it look like there's more color in the yeah. comic. And yeah, I'm I'm in love at the moment with really really limited palettes. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. man, that excites me because the comic itself already looks great. But if anyone hasn't seen um, uh, anyone work with comic markers before, they're great because the way they reflect light is so pretty. Yeah, so in a yeah. scanner, they look great. But when you see exactly the light bouncing off it, it's so pretty. I know that's the real shame. Is that um, uh, and I, I don't mean I don't mean to talk myself up too much, but like the comics look so much better in person yeah. than they do online. And because yeah. uh, light's not beaming at you, it's no. bouncing off. I know, it, I know. The and, pages. and a lot of the color- colors that I use regularly are not neon, but like uh, they they lean a little towards neon, and the bright. scanner just yeah. doesn't pick that up. Yeah, so I try to play with the color once it's scanned and kind of yeah. you know try to adjust it, but yeah, you you just can't capture it. Cool. Are you ever at any of the local art conventions, like Dujicon or anything like that? No, but this but this year I am doing uh, uh, what's it called Armageddon, which oh, is okay. on, in October, and that'll oh, that'll be my first convention in many 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 years. Hopefully, I'm going to have like um, yeah a bunch of prints and posters and awesome. I'm going to try and get a couple of like zines done and. Yeah, and I'm going to be there sharing a table with Andrew Fulton, if yeah. you know him. He's amazing. I don't know him, but do you want to talk about him? Oh, he's, um, oh gosh, his style is gorgeous. Um, he does, I think anybody who likes my comics would like his comics. Mm. I think I think we have a lot in common. Um, I hope that's not insulting to him. He's, uh, he does... Why would that be insulting to him? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't want to be. I don't want to be too egotistical here. But um, yeah, his his comics are breathtaking, particularly in person. He uses um, simple, cute little characters. Again, he plays with shapes a lot. Um, you know, he has like a lot of stretchiness in his characters. Very cute, simple kind of faces. Very expressive. I think he almost exclusively does wordless comics. Ooh. And um, and yeah, they just convey these really beautiful kind of ideas. Um, just small little moments. Um, yeah, very, very gorgeous. He's a very, very talented man. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for meeting with me today. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, yeah, is there any? We should definitely plug uh, the website again. Uh, Kinoko, Kini. Kinoko Fry. Kinoko Fry. Yeah, thank you. K i n o k o f r y dot com. Yes, that thing. <laughs> or alternatively, you can just go to cannedgeek.com and the links uh, will be to. Uh, to the YouTube video, um, to, to your website, and also to what's what's it called? Um, to Ruffle Hall, which you're, which if we've got any kids listening, is a webcomic for children. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really working on it at the moment, and I've never, uh, I've never announced it on the website. So yeah. this is this is about the second time anybody's ever mentioned it. Yeah. Lucky you. <laughs> awesome. Wait, ever? Like on the entire internet? I, it's seriously like a hidden comic that yeah. only. Um, it's not that hidden. It's mentioned on your website. It's not mentioned on the website. How it's do I find it then? Uh, it, it is mentioned on my portfolio, yeah. uh, which, which is, is a separate on the thing. Website. But hardly anybody looks at that. So, yeah. yeah. Like, only a few people have found that comic, honestly. Oh, okay. I'm not really ready to do anything with it just yet. Yeah. All right, then. <laughs> but, yes, thank you so much for your time. Oh, you're uh, welcome. So, yeah, this has been Rebecca Clements, and I, I encourage you to uh, look at her pretty pictures. Bye-bye. Cool.